1: Frateloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Centers brings you Garage Logic Podcast Number One Fifty Nine, May Fifteenth, Twenty Nineteen. Uh, I have a new source. Uh, Aquaside is kind enough to bring us these uh, weather records, but I have a new source for them. That's the uh, weather calendar put out annually by the Freshwater Society, and it was ninety four degrees on this day in two thousand one, and it was thirty one degrees on two two occasions, nineteen eighty and nineteen oh seven.
0: What?
1: What?
2: What do you mean, what?
1: (laughs) What
0: are you
2: doing? There we go. It's not as easy as it used to be in the other studio (laughs) because we have weird magic. We are joined by the
1: esteemed Steve McComas, known to garage logicians throughout the world as the Lake Detective.
3: Detective.
1: No other podcast... In America, has a lake detective, just as no other radio show had a lake detective. But he is ours, we're not trading him, and he is here in person. Do you like our digs? This is fantastic. What a something? nice little place. Say,
2: this ain't the state fair booth where it's, you know, a couple of floorboards and some sheetrock. Bring any weeds with you?
0: They're curly, all over the curly place. Curly
2: pond leaf,
0: and I, milfoil. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, I don't have any paper, Joe. No. I, I don't know what
4: you're going to do with it. <laughs> LD, uh,
1: before we get to the uh, reason we thought we needed a check-in, a spring check-in, uh-huh. uh, Chief Offsite Correspondent Kelsey alerted me to something today that I have never heard of or never seen. Hmm. Uh, I don't want to threaten your uh, record <laughs> yeah, for never okay. having been stumped.
2: Yeah, this could be risky, Joe. This you is a know
1: that in the Los Angeles Revis- Reservoir... There mm-hmm. are ninety eight million black balls. Uh huh. Do you know about that? Yes, I do. Oh,
2: thank God! See you Tuesday. See <laughs> you Tuesday.
1: Ninety eight million black balls. Yes, plastic. Yep, floating around. Oh, oh,
0: oh, oh, yep. oh! I was thinking for what reason? LD. Completely different.
3: <laughs> I, I'm there's trying
0: a, to be serious here.
3: There's well, you know, they have them more in one place, but one reason is to slow down evaporation. Okay. The other reason, I believe, is that it makes it tough for birds to land, and they're pretty close to the airport. God, so you're right on. Oh, my <laughs> word. <So laughs> I watched the whole YouTube uh, documentary, and you're
0: absolutely correct. Okay. Don't they float downstream, and then they have to drag them back upstream? No, it's How's a reservoir. There's
3: no oh, downstream. Oh, it's just a holding right. pond. Oh, they're, they're like a bunch of little... Yellow rubber duckies, you know. Except they're black balls. So how does it
5: prevent birds, LD? Well, they
3: they don't land on it. Yeah, they're not going to land on it. They're not attracted to it. On the
5: moving surface
3: because those balls are just bobbing around. But It's like a solid black uh, cover. And and each ball is half filled with water. Right. to keep them from blowing onto the
1: five, the freeway that's right near there. That's brilliant. Isn't it something? Yeah. yeah that's
3: something. Kind of kind
5: of puts a little damper on your water scheme. <laughs> I like the smirk LD gave by the way, when you asked the question. Like, you don't think I know the yeah. answer to that? <laughs> right, right. Don't get too uh, big-headed over there. But here we damp.
1: came across this yesterday, Lake Detective. Uh-huh. Uh, cleaner waterways in and around New York and a surge in bait fish are drawing more sea life to the city where sightings of seals, dolphins... Whales, the New York Post spelled whales wrong. Whales and sharks (laughs) have spiked, but sadly many don't survive. There are also more marine mammals washing ashore or getting stranded, a reminder that the oceans remain dangerously polluted. Let me stop right there. We were all confused yesterday. The water's cleaner. That's right. So in come these large creatures. Right. No, in come the bait fish. In come the bait fish, and I suppose these follow them.
3: Sure. Right? And then they get stranded. What does that have to do with the ocean being polluted? I don't think it's uh, there's a good connection there. I think marine animals don't do very well in fresh water. Is probably one of the big things too.
1: Yeah, but this is can't be fresh
3: water. No, but coming from a marine system, following the bait fish coming uh, into fresh water uh-huh, uh-huh. puts a little bit of stress on them. Uh-huh.
1: see, what is the story up on Malax
3: where clean water is said to be threatening the walleye population? Yep. Well, it, it's having an impact. Here is what I think is happening. Well, it's not what you think is happening. <laughs> Whatever right. you say will be gospel. Okay. Well, walleyes are so are are originally river fish. I mean, they they evolved in rivers and in poor water clarity conditions and turbidity. I didn't so, know that. So when the lake okay. clears up. They they're they're going wow it's too bright they're going to move out to deeper water where it is not as clear mm-hmm. and so that's where they do best you know walleyes right. they're 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 well suited for low light conditions so
2: they're more comfortable in not murky water but less clear water
3: that's right. Or even what? in murky water too. It doesn't matter because their eyes are adapted to low clarity conditions. Well, okay. is,
1: is then is it a, is it an exacerbating problem that Malax is so shallow that they really aren't being able to retreat to some
3: very dark water? That's that's a that's a factor as well. But here's the thing: their bait fish, which have been you know yellow perch, has been their one of their dominant bait fish. Mm-hmm. Yellow perch are going. We're not moving. These yeah. these weed beds are great. We're hanging right here. Right. So now all of a sudden the walleyes are out in deeper water. Mm. There's no forage except for the smaller walleyes. So they're looking at the smaller walleyes going Oh wow. Here's my lunch. So the the walleyes are eating walleyes and you're missing oh. this whole year class of you know six to eight inch walleyes, which are gonna be future big walleyes. That's a problem. Well, it's,
1: D, why is Mille Lac's water clarity yeah, improving? Yeah.
3: And is that a good thing? Apparently, it's not always a good thing. It is a good thing in the long run. And they've done some nice watershed work to mm-hmm. reduce some of the pollutants coming in, some wastewater treatment activities that they've, they've done. They've, they've uh, been very successful. And also, zebra mussels are uh, filtering out. I was going to ask you, are yeah. they plagued by zebra mussels? Zebra mussels are filtering some of the algae out and also clearing up water conditions. Is
1: algae eaten by walleye, or does algae contribute to turbidity?
3: Nope. Walleye, the algae contributes to the turbidity. Okay. The zooplankton are eating the algae, and then the little fish eat the zooplankton, and then the bigger fish eat the little fish. So Mm -hmm. it's a whole food chain out there that's being kind of altered a little bit.
1: If this is your uh, first exposure to the Lake Detective GLers listening in uh, other states and other countries, LD has been with Steve McComas. Uh, and his business is called Blue Water Science, but basically you solve lake problems. That's right. And you would be a fan of Aquacide, I would imagine, because mm. they don't uh, harm anything. Is that correct? They have a role out yep.
3: in lake management.
1: Yep, and they're one of our great friends, and they've been helping keep beaches clean for more than 60 years. They're pellets, right? That's LD, right. you That's fan right. them into the weeds, and the, but they're registered with both the EPA and DNR, and I have taken I have taken the liberty to say to our listeners... Uh, for the last month or so, that they're approved by the Lake Detective. They're
3: approved, and also, so does EPA yep. approve them. So they and they have, work. They work. Yes, and they you do. don't want a weedy beach, because then the kids just moan and complain right. and screw around. It's like and, a sea monster you know, touching you gotta, your feet. I don't want that. It's
2: 50. I don't want that.
1: They've been helping people with lakes and ponds for swimming holes for more than 60 years. You can call Aquaside at one 800 328 Nine three five zero one eight hundred three two eight nine three five zero, or go to aquaside.com. dot com. You know LD in all the years we've known you, uh, and by the way, you'll have to reprise your role again at the fair this year. Oh, okay. We're going to be doing the first Thursday, Thursday of the fair.
0: And the final Friday, and of the final fair.
5: Friday oh, of no the kidding. fair,
0: is this the announcement? Yes, yeah, this is the announcement right mm-hmm. now. Oh, I
1: guess. Bump,
5: well, it's bump, a special bump, occasion, LD, and well, because LD is always <laughs> a first
1: show guest. Marjorie's a first show guest. You've mm-hmm. got your work cut off for you to line up our first show <laughs> guest.
2: <laughs> hey, well, I got, got him locked in <laughs> <Yeah>. already. <laughs> right
3: We're now. back,
1: LD. In all the years I've known you, I've never uh, inquired as to your do you fish? Are you a fisherman?
3: I I do fish, no. but here's insanely thing. or. Here's the thing because I do a lot of fish surveys mm-hmm. on a fish survey I'm catching 2 3000 fish a day. Right. So when I'm hooking line, you know, one fish at a time, yeah. I'm just out there just relaxing, yeah. having fun and right. not not really beating the water. Too, too uh, drastically. And you've
1: you've registered your detective's pistol with the local authorities, <laughs> yes, right? Because right? you are the detective. I so even check fishing.
2: In. He can't be stumped. <laughs> yeah. the uh, fish one look more. At him and go. Oh no, the lake detective is here.
1: We've mm-hmm. gotten into a uh, <laughs> uh, some comparisons between Lake Superior and a lake I'm sure you're familiar with, Lake Big Is it? Oh yeah. Have you right. ever been
2: there?
3: By the way, I haven't. Nope. I sure would like to get there.
1: One fifth of all the fresh water on Earth is contained in that lake. That's right. Now here's the, uh, this is from Tim sent me this. It's it's 1000 times older than most other freshwater lakes. Mm-hmm. Most lakes are about 20 to 30,000 years old. The Great Lakes are even more recent. They're only 10,000 years old. Lake Pekal is estimated to be 25 to 30 million years old, mm. making no. it the most ancient lake
3: in geological history. How could that be? It's right in a rift zone, a rift valley. So it's a it's a geological thing going back a long time ago. You know, the Sea of Galilee and yeah. the uh, and the and the Dead Sea are yeah. also in a rift valley where the tectonic plates have moved apart, opened up, and uh, filled with water. So that could happen in geologic time, going back twenty, thirty million years. Whereas in all our glaciated, our glaciated systems, those have just been dug out with uh, by glaciers or they leave the light the ice blocks behind and then when they melt, Boom, all of a sudden you got a lake. So Kenny lake. is
2: I'm nodding his head in approval as if he's <laughs>
3: yes, the right. same thoughts with you. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> yes,
2: right. Lake
1: Bacall then was not the process of a glacier.
3: No, no. That's a
1: geologic. Uh, but wouldn't, that, wouldn't the whole world have been covered by glaciers if we go back far enough or oh, not yeah. necessarily? That's or, right. Yes, oh, yeah. yeah. All right.
3: We're ice covered.
1: It's the deepest lake in the world, 5,387 wow. feet.
3: That's right. That's yeah.
1: more than a mile. It holds more water than all five of the Great Lakes combined, yep. and Lake Baikal is located in Siberia, and the bitterly cold Siberian winter provided the setting for one of the most bizarre and tragic events in military history. During the winter of 1920, the Great Siberian Ice March occurred when the retreating white Russian army was forced to cross the huge expanse of the frozen lake. A lake offers no protection from the bitter Siberian wind, and many soldiers died quickly of hypothermia, frozen Jeez. in place like statues. Their bodies were only able to be recovered later in the spring.
3: Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, LD, the uh, let's have our spring report. Uh, are, 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 are lakes fit? The lakes are coming up in temperature too, so they're not quite swimmable yet, or, or comfortably swimmable. Yeah. But I was out yesterday, and their temperatures are, are coming up. They were in the low fifties, and even the high forties. You know, with that cold snap we had about ten days ago. Right. They're now in the mid fifties, so that's uh, it's warming up, but not quite there yet. For Speaking of swimming. fit lakes, are you seeing a lot of um, evidence of freeze out this spring? I'm seeing some evidence. It looks like it wasn't quite as bad as it could have been just because we did get a thaw after that huge uh, dump, in that snow dump in February. Mm-hmm. That really put a damper on things. But it, we did get some winter kill in some lakes, but it's mostly... Partial winter kills. When
1: you're speaking of winter kill, do you mean in the fish population? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Is
3: there one species that's more susceptible, susceptible to a winter kill than others? Yes. W- who, who goes first? Sunfish. The, unfortunately, the walleyes probably go first. Walleye. Walleyes, bass, sunfish. Yeah, there's a pecking order. And the last, the last one, bullheads. Really, yeah, that's really. what I was wondering. I was wondering where bullhead and
1: bullheads, carp, the cockroach of the sea. <laughs> right. Where do
0: bullhead, carp, and suckers
3: fall on that list? Yeah. Because that's who we'd like to see gone. Well, you're right, but it goes suckers are, are up there, and then carp, yeah. and then bullheads. Bullheads at the end. You can't hardly is that just kill because they
2: have car. the uh, the uh, the guts to. Got it out. They
3: are. They have evolved it's, for low oxygen conditions. Yeah, okay. it's oxygen.
2: So. Uh, there's
0: one lake in my area where we lost everything, including big, fat, old, huge northerns. Yeah. the whole lake now is barren. Yeah, and and they were catching and spearing huge northerns on this lake last winter. Why? What right. happened, Kenny? Freeze out. Oh, really? Uh, the, yeah. the, the ice gets so deep and the snowpack is so heavy that there's just no oxygen at For the. Is yeah. this a lake we're aren't. familiar with? No, you. It's a small yeah, lake. It's a very small. But does land. the
2: DNR then restock, or do you, is there a program? Or?
0: The residents are working on the DNR, and the DNR is working with them. Hmm. But uh, and that leads to another question. There's a lot of illegal stocking going on, just by private citizens isn't there is yes, this a good yes, or a bad is. thing what, what, what do you make of this that generally is not always a good thing just because what if they're restocking the same species that just froze out that probably is not so bad.
3: Okay, it's probably illegal. It's, probably, it's, you know, not it's legal, illegal as hell. But it's um, like Royce shooting birds from the car, yes, <laughs> right. or Richard bringing the frozen right. Right. fish. Yeah. It does happen. As and my fish surveys, I see some fish that are, were obviously not uh, officially stocked, and it does so. Uh, it does happen.
1: LD, a couple of questions. Uh, one, uh, because the podcast is now has listenership uh, way beyond uh, the Twin Cities. Would you uh, be interested in entertaining questions, should I get some, uh, via emails from other parts of the
3: country? Oh,
1: yeah. Because I'm sure That'd you would great. not be stumped no matter what.
3: Well, I, I did some work a couple of years ago out in Nevada on mm-hmm. some gold mine lakes, done oh, yeah. some work in TVA, Tennessee Valley Authority, reservoirs. and been done And, the, and your years,
1: work so. chiefly would be the containment of invasive species? Is that a way it, to say it?
3: It's it's it can be a little bit broader than that, yeah. but that's that's my meat and potatoes right now is invasive species. But if it, if you have a pre- any problems are on are on the bo- are on the table, well you're the to Take the- How are where
2: are this where are we with the zebra mussels? Are, is it growing, uh, holding steady, or we're making progress?
3: Well, in Minnesota, zebra mussels are still rapidly expanding. In Wisconsin, they've kind of gone more linear where they're getting you know a certain number of lakes every year. In Minnesota, the lakes are were increasing a little bit with a quicker rate than what we're finding in Wisconsin. However, in some lakes, we're finding that where they've been there five, six, seven years, they're already starting to die back. Are you uh, are Ooh. you uh,
1: already in the process of hauling your skiff? Uh, good luck is the name of the <laughs> skiff. Right. Has that already been
3: around the state this spring? It's pretty much been out there. Yeah, we we check we try we uh, we got the boat got the old tub out there early to track curly leaf pondweed. Mm-hmm. So we've been out since April. The
1: other thing that I want uh, new listeners to know about LD is. Uh, how many times were you
3: the AAU boxing champion? <laughs> well, it wasn't really AAU. I guess it's more like world championship. Oh, excuse yeah, me. World <laughs> C- excuse <laughs> me. Excuse me. Excuse <laughs> me. How many times were you the world amateur? I uh, picked that about six times, and then a couple unofficial out in New York City where Gleason's Gym had a yep. tournament. They called it the International Championships. But uh, Reavers pick- was saying before he, uh, you got here, he thinks he could take you. Yeah,
1: yeah. right. <laughs> You know LD I had uh I was lucky enough to have uh, L, uh uh have Muhammad Ali alone in Gleason's gym for about
3: 30 minutes. Holy cow. Yeah, talking to him before that's, a fight. That's sounds... Yeah. Well Gleason's gym is is it's quite iconic. What a, what a neat place. Well,
1: he has to, I'm sorry. You have to foghorn him. He
3: just used the word iconic. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It. doesn't matter. You
1: can't see. Yes, you in the back.
5: Uh, was that the same fight where uh, you had the one-on-one with Ken Norton, too? Was that the <laughs> no, same? No, that was
1: Norton Bobbick. <laughs> 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 ever tell you that story, LD? Yeah.
5: I think I have, huh? We'll repeat it for listeners
1: that haven't heard it. I'm covering Norton Bobbick in Madison Square Garden. And, and I swear to God, what I'm about to tell you is a true story. This had to be late 70s, and yeah. it was the fight where uh, Norton, I think he hit Bobbick in the Adams app. That's right. Yeah. Dwayne Bobbick. And the yeah. fight was over, what, a minute 20 in? And so now every reporter at ringside is now in a, a, a maddening rush to follow the fighters uh, out of the out of the arena and back to their rooms so we could talk to them and get write their stories and get quotes. And I found myself next to Norton. Holy cow. we're shuffling along in this big crowd, and I looked at him, I said, boy, what a fight. And he reached under my neck and he picked me up (laughs) and he said, who are you calling boy? And I said, no, I meant holy cow or (laughs) man alive. (laughs) Here's the best part of the story. I don't know how many years passed. And again, this is true. Norton's in town and he's training at what was then still the St. Paul Auditorium. Yeah. So that had to be before XL, obviously. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think he was in town maybe to fight uh, Ledoux. Could be, yeah. yeah I think it was right. Ledoux.
3: It sounds right.
1: And uh, I walked across the floor of the large room in the auditorium where he was, and as I got closer and closer and closer, he looked at me, and he looked at me, and he looked at me, and he said, don't you call me boy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which showed me a lot about North. Wow. It told me a lot of what a cool guy he was, yeah. you know? Jeez. Well, that
3: is mean.
2: I will say this: that uh, Gabe was very impressed. Uh, he came back when he said, "Man, the uh, Lake Detective is jacked. He's in really good shape." And I was telling him about your boxing. He's uh-huh. like, I didn't know any of that, so now he wants to box. Well, so. didn't Miss
1: didn't Mrs. Lake Detective put her into the boxing?
3: She kind of um, had an influence, didn't she? She had. I'd say that was <laughs> a good way to put it. There, there was an influence. There. Well, you were getting hurt at some she point, some weren't input. you? Yeah, I had a little brain bleed. And,
2: yes, you ah, wuss. I take you blood. out of the ring. Come ah. on.
3: Fully
1: recovered. I have. And your your capacity as a lake detective has not been affected at all.
3: I think it's been enhanced. Okay. That's, that's a good thing. That's a good thing.
2: Plus, six-time six time champ. Who wants to get back in the ring and risk it, huh? LD, we've always talked
1: about White Bear Lake. Yeah. It's recovered nicely. Yeah, Water is flowing out. <laughs> How did okay. it recover? What happened? Okay. Here we go. Never we, been stumped.
3: We had some uh, issues back uh, 10, 12 years ago. White Bear Lake, for whatever reason, was in a rain shadow. We'd get three inches of rain in St. Paul and Highland Park. We'd get a trace out on White Bear. Okay. As conditions kind of changed around, as they always do, it finally started getting enough rain, and we had some cloudy weather, and we, the evapotranspiration was what? reduced. What? Right. Evapotranspiration. So, explain yeah. that. that. That's evaporation combined with you know, trees. Every, every tree sucks water up, right. and then it... Uh, <laughs> It it, it uh, discharges it basically through its leaves. That's, right, right. That's that's evapotranspiration. Okay.
1: Well, LD, what about the role of the aquifer and the so called uh, too unregulated drilling for wells in the Hugo area, for example?
3: Yeah, it turns out that wasn't such a big impact. Isn't at that all. something? Yeah.
1: Now there's a lawsuit by residents of the lake. That's right. They still want this. They want the uh, drill permits to be reduced. Uh, if I'm
3: hearing you correctly, you say that's not necessarily the problem. It's always a good idea for w- good water conservation. Mm-hmm. But in this case, it looks like the drilling probably had little impact on lake levels. In so what's
0: lake. the theory that the water in the lake is being sucked down into the aquifers and then with uh, uh, drawn out through wells? When I was
1: a kid, nobody was watering their lawn in Hugo because nobody was there. Nobody was taking mm-hmm. a shower up yeah. there. It was yeah. essentially undeveloped. Right. And the modern theory, LD, you help me here, the modern theory is that, that development was seen as the villain that was depriving the lake of its of its resource.
2: Grunhoffers—they've been stealing the water to make delicious progress! <laughs> no, but
1: they, uh, the the uh, aquifer was said to have been uh, too burdened; uh, it, its capacity was too threatened. And you know, you've never been stumped, and you're the uh, you're the esteemed lake detective, and you're saying
3: that's not necessarily the case at all. Well, it was uh, it was contributing to mm-hmm. that, but by far a bigger impact would have been. Uh, the shallow groundwater table that flows into gr- to, to White Bear supplies almost all the groundwater. So if that hmm. groundwater table goes down, this is what you call the unconfined aquifer. Mm-hmm. You, you dig any place out in that countryside and you go down 10, 12 feet, you're probably going to hit water. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's the unconfined aquifer. Really? Well, the unconfined aquifer was being sucked up, was, was, was going drier because of... Of the heat we had, evapotranspiration, lack of rain, and there was probably some additional water withdrawal, mm-hmm. even even some watering from those shallow wells. So mm-hmm.
0: it was
2: the perfect storm.
3: Perfect storm all coming together. That's why they insist on drilling wells so 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 deep, right? To go past what you're calling the, un- the uncon- unconfined. unconfined. That's right. You fund. want to get into those other confined oh, aquifers. Okay,
1: I got you. You know, one of the niftiest things you ever told me is that I, I've always had this fantasy. Of, I wish a, a lake would dry up for a day so I could walk across the bottom. I don't care what lake, Minnetonka, White Bear, whatever, because, A, I think you'd find some really neat stuff. <laughs> right. But you told me, uh, I'll never forget this, if you stood on the shore of White Bear Lake and it was thoroughly drained, you said it would be like looking across a field of corn or wheat field. In other words... We imagine them as big holes in the ground. Yeah. They're shallow shelf lakes, aren't they? They are,
3: but of course... You'd be it,
1: looking at across a field.
3: Yeah. You would have some... There, there you'd have some, some holes. You'd have some humps in there, too. Down yep. on, the, uh, on one side of the lake, you have uh, a series of three or four humps. Right. That would be undulating hills. Right. Oh, I just think that'd be so fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I
2: got a pair... I think I lost a pair of flip-flops back there in 85. <laughs> well, can me. you imagine <laughs> this
3: outboard
1: motors you'd find? And uh, there's the old story of the... Uh, you know, White Bear had its version of the steam car, uh, uh, the railroad uh, boats that yes. Minnetonka had. Yes, And one was scuttled between the peninsula and Manitou Island. You, you could see the remains of that. I think that would be nifty.
3: When I go out and do my uh, Eurasian milfoil surveys on White Bear, often Mike Pronto comes out with me, who's been a long time. I know time. Mike a long time, yeah. has been a long time resident. And sure enough, he said, this is the course. This is why this place, this area was dredged for the steamboat. And mm-hmm. we're out there, and I'm putting my rake down. And sure enough, I could pick up some coal. There's still really? some coal oh. out there. Cool. Where? Right. You know, as Don't you get off the spot. No, it's no, like a, it's just oh. coal.
1: Oh. Yeah, it's Matasha,
3: not gold nuggets. Right before Matasha <laughs> Marsh, there on Manitou Island. Yes, is uh is a. Uh, where it shallows up a little bit. Apparently, the steamboat uh, went down in that area oh, with, all, with, okay. all the, with all the coal and everything else. Wow. So.
1: Holy yeah. mackerel. My <laughs> people
3: did
0: two things, uh, turn of the century, when uh, they started buying tractors and steam-powered equipment. They'd haul the old horse-drawn stuff out on the ice. That's, an old, that's <laughs> a phrase in my family. When you're done with something, haul it out on the yeah. ice. <laughs> and they were also stubborn Swedes that grubbed a lot of hardwood f- uh, forest up there, and they hauled all the stumps out on the ice. In the mm-hmm. winter, so when you drain those lakes, there's got find some stumps, stumps and equipment. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I've, do you encounter that sort of yes thing I in have. your dives?
3: Yeah, there was a maple maple lake. In fact, uh, a guy said, "Hey, uh, McComas, you got your dive equipment on? What's what's out here?" So I dove down. It was an old hay rake with the with the tines still sticking oh, up. I said, oh boy! I said, I think you want to move that thing. Yeah. yeah. Kenny, what, didn't you find a railroad car once or a railroad bridge or? A... I was looking for it. Yeah. Up in Gall Lake. Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. You know, there's the you know almost a lot of these lakes have stories about yes, they do. <laughs> about the the train the locomotive
5: that is down there in the bottom. I wasn't looking for it. Yeah. I didn't find. Dumb it. Dumb question: Is any of that stuff Kenny or Joe or? LD, is any of that stuff worth anything? No, it's oh. just it, it's be
1: pretty corrupted, I suppose. Yeah, it,
3: it would be it, it'd be fairly unique. I mean, you find an old anchor, you find an old boat, um, unless it's you know two thousand years old. They, oh, by the way, they have found some old uh, dugout canoes in some oh. of these lakes that are two thousand. I believe a two thousand year old canoe was found in the Minnetonka area. Yeah,
2: dugout. Aren't yeah, those we it, talked it, about? Yeah. Yeah, norm-
1: we,
3: aren't they normally made out of cottonwood? Yeah, yeah, and they survive. Yeah, they. Well, once you get down deep enough into a lake without any oxygen. There's no the bacteria are are decomposing things very slowly. That's why they can last for centuries. Fascinating. LD,
1: you're uh, you're always our favorite guest. Where, <laughs> what is uh, where will you be working in the next week or two? Do you know? Do you have a case in, uh, yeah. lined
3: up? We're lining up. We're going to hit some of the metro area lakes. We're going to go out do a Valley Lake and a Lee Lake probably the next couple of days. And then we're heading over to Crystal Lake in Burnsville. Um,
2: and remember, we know what's at the bottom of Crystal Lake <laughs> yeah. from a couple of years ago. <laughs>
3: I'll be looking if you, for. If it. you what?
2: find that drone, let me know. <laughs> okay. Matthew was working. A drone and an eagle uh, hit the drone, and I, I won't tell you where in Crystal Lake. But he's uh, the Lake detective is the first guy I called, and he said, "Say goodbye to that." That's under yeah. about ten pound or ten feet of silt. Yeah.
0: Are you cutting him loose here? Because I've got a lot of personal questions. Go ahead, oh, my oh, my have okay, I have a few. Okay, my, my question is about the uh, <laughs> what my family has learned about shrimp, freshwater shrimp, mm-hmm. uh, walleye fry, and fingerlings, fish, and ducks. Uh, we've got a number of natural environment lakes, meaning you can't swim, you can't boat in them. They're gross, but they're great for ducks and other things. And um, my first question, freshwater shrimp, what's your opinion on planting them in those type of environments that don't normally have them? It it wouldn't
3: hurt anything. Okay. Yep. But here's the other thing. If they're not already there, there might be something that's keeping them or limiting them. There and- was.
0: There was, uh, because we allowed a guy, what I, we call a fish farmer, who oh, would, he would yeah. plant fry in there in the spring. In the fall, he'd come and take the fingerlings out, and uh, he worked with the DNR. So he was one of the biggest suppliers for the DNR. So we've cut his access. He no longer does that there. Uh, and we did plant freshwater shrimp this winter, Yeah, and yeah. we're seeing good evidence of that. And w- the reason we're not letting him in is because we theorize that the fry and fingerlings are eating all of the freshwater <laughs> yes. shrimp, and that's why the ducks aren't showing up in the fall. Where uh, before the walleye guy was there, we had freshwater shrimp naturally, and we had a lot of ducks. That's right. Are these shrimp you intend to eat? These are tiny little things about the size of a pencil eraser. Yeah. Well, what's the point of them, then? Uh, they're good food. They're good duck Well, you food. need
1: 4,000 of them.
0: Uh, and yeah, that's yeah. We bought, uh, I think we bought ten, fifteen gallons, and divided them up among yeah. five lakes. Yeah.
3: If the conditions are right, and they'll reproduce. They'll be, you know, you'll get some. But however, if you have any fish in there, boy, that is right at the top of their mm-hmm. menu list. That'll it is. be there. And these things are slow swimming, mm-hmm. so they are. We picked In other out. words, they're dummies. They're pretty much. Dummies. They're pretty much <laughs> yeah. dummies. A couple they're. of
0: these uh, lakes, we control the um, the outlets of them. So in the fall, and tell me if this is correct. Our goal is to open up the boards, the culverts, the drain, Mm -hmm. and drain as much water as possible over the winter, hoping to induce a freeze-out of the the fish species. And then when the spring comes along and we're done with runoff, we put the boards back in and the lake levels build back up.
3: Is that a, a good practice? That is a very good uh, fish management practice, and you're mim- mimicking kind of Mother Nature in a lot of these shallow systems. It's like you're going to
1: confession <laughs> here.
3: We're,
0: doing it for, <laughs> we're doing it for ducks o- o- yeah. only,
3: and we're hoping to get
0: rid
5: of all the fish.
3: That's right. That's what the DNR is doing, too, in a lot of systems. Okay.
5: That's, a, that's all I have. I <laughs> have a quick question <laughs> then, oh, for the LD. <laughs> like my guy, the soul man, Kenny Olson here, um, What do you? what's your beverage of choice for a good smelt fry? <laughs> Kenny's oh, is man. like a room temperature
0: Budweiser. Tell these guys about smelt. Oh, uh, uh, smelt, to me, it's, oh my God, it's just the best fish on the <laughs> I've planet. I've never had smelt. It's yep. so good. A little bit of butter. Yeah. And they'll it, go right down. Are they still running up on Superior? Is that, where do they get these Boy, things?
3: Their their runs are greatly reduced compared to the heyday in the 70s, we could just sit out there. Of the 5 gum bucket and just are they also out. are they invasive? Yes, they are. Yeah. Uh, how did they arrive in this country? Oh, they were stocked in Lake Superior for as a bait fish or as a forage fish for salmon and everything else before all that crashed. So when the predation pressure reduced or it was you know when the salmon went out, yeah, or I'm sorry, the lake trout, yeah, all of a sudden the smell just went nuts, and they then they're did. they're running up those they're running up those streams. In Saint Thomas in the dormitories, all the guys from the range, the word come down the smelt are running they're and they're running. Being they mad. <laughs> yeah, it's a
0: mad drunken crazy Yeah. <laughs> where all these nut
3: jobs with pails and nets are standing yeah. in the stream sco- scooping <laughs> these things up. So the runs are reduced now, but they're still they, they still have some runs up there, but no, no, quite like you uh, had uh, a smelt fry last Friday. Let me tell you, that
0: is a delicacy.
1: LD, yes. it was a wonderful <laughs> spring check-in with you. Oh, right. And uh, well, we're going to count on you for the first day of the Minnesota State Fair.
3: I'm writing it down. Right? That'd be f- and that's f- when yeah. you show
1: up in your hat and your vest and you bring some uh, curly-leaf pond weed. Full and garb. And that is and
3: fantastic. And... Thanks, Thank you for the invitation because we want to keep that string going if we can. It started in 1994. Wow. wow. Really? Did yeah. it?
2: Second year I was at the fair. Yeah. Oh, I that's been. fantastic. I have the original letter yep. and I have the book <laughs> that, that he wrote yeah. uh sitting in back in one of the drawers <laughs> no, here. That's right. You can find
1: uh, more from Steve McComas at BlueWaterscience.com. Is that correct? Sure. Blue-
3: well, well, actually Lake Detective. I've gone lake detective. You have? Oh that- <laughs> boy, that's marketing. Lakedetective.com. Lake, lake Detective. detective. Lake. detective. Com. All
6: right. <laughs> lake. detective. Lake Detective. Lake Detective. Lake Detective!
0: Say, how's that scruffy front yard looking? Sad, pathetic, embarrassing, all of the above, and about to be covered in dandelions? This doesn't have to be like this. Let's make it end right now. A beautiful lawn, the best on the block, a click away. ProfessionalTurf.com. Do what I did so many years ago. Schedule a free, no obligation lawn care estimate, a seasoned ProTurf Pro. They're going to stop by and set up a weed and fertilizer program that's not only safe for our mother the earth, but guaranteed to give you the most luscious lawn in the neighborhood. Click on it right now. ProfessionalTurf.com.
2: a man who spends hours in hardware
0: stores sifting through the nuts and bolts of life, Joe Suchere. And this segment sponsored by Professionalturf.com
1: Man, what a day for a ride on an electric assist bike by Bintelli from EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. I'm waiting for my calendar to clear out so I can go up there and buy my own Bintelli e-bike. I really want one. They're just ripped with technology. EcoFun, right downtown Forest Lake. EcoFun Motorsports. Full line of Yamaha bikes, motorcycles, uh, scooters, mopeds, youth ATVs, electric bikes, youth snowmobiles, ATVs, side-by-sides, generators, batteries. It's just, it's like going into the NAC hardware and lounge. You got to check out these electric bikes. They have five assist levels you know, at, at uh, assist level one, you're doing eighty percent of the work. By the time you get up to assist level five, you're giving your knees a little break. They're really fun. They're easy to ride. They're lightweight, durable, and comfortable. And there's a variety of bikes that can tackle any terrain. No, Mayor, other... check this
5: out. Check this out before you finish. Yeah. Uh, GL Podcast Twitter account. This is a message from Dan. Just left with Joe and rookies test ridden Bentelli electric assist bicycle. From EcoFun Motorsports, he, he bought the he one. He bought Ru- the one. Rookie was driving around at Gr- Grundhoffer.
1: <laughs> no other store. No other store in Minnesota offers an on-the-floor display of electrical bikes that compares to what you will see at EcoFun. You're not going to pay crazy prices e- either. EcoFun Motorsports. Com. Please tell me you're getting the fat tire bike. Get I don't, the fat bike. No, 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 I don't think I, I want regular. I, yeah. I talked to Kalen about that, to Tim's daughter, and she said, for, for your urban riding needs, you don't need that fat tire
2: bike.
0: They just look so cool.
1: Uh, they Plus, are they cool. do look cool. He doesn't
2: need to draw any more attention to himself. The, <laughs> although, who's although, the old
1: man with the... Although the fat tire one might offer more stability,
2: right? I was more intimidated by that. It didn't handle differently, but I thought it was going to. But I just liked the normal size That's tires. That's when you
0: absolutely... Have to go through the woods. Exactly. <laughs> I just think there's an old guy who dro- rides a f- fat tire bicycle, non-motorized, around the uh, the parkway. And I see him every other day. I just think it would be so awesome if Joe just blew his doors oh. down <laughs>
2: with one of these <laughs> ego bikes. Dropping a, a smoke bomb or something like that. Hey, if you uh, just Google Lake Detective, yeah. you get more than enough information. Right. Just Google Lake
1: Detective. All right. uh, the failed academy... Has managed to power wash a bird. We okay. power washed a bird. A bird. What, what could possibly?
0: Be, yeah, what could be evil? Amid
1: a merger that. between the athletic programs at Long Island University's Brooklyn and Post campuses, the Long Island University Brooklyn mascot, blackbirds, is being ditched as of next fall. A group of uh, the Blackbirds nickname dates back to 1935. A group of 12 former LIU Brooklyn athletes and alumni met in March with school president Kimberly Klein to address their concerns. But Klein told them the Blackbirds mascot would be ditched and also said the school has heard that the Blackbird is an offensive racist mascot.
2: You mean it's an African-American bird? Is yeah. that what it is? Or is it just a bird that happens to be the color black?
1: The group away? asked Klein, why can't the blackbirds and the pioneers, that's the Post's mascot, be on the ballot for a merged program's nickname, but she said a marketing firm suggested to wipe the slate clean and uh, so they will have neither blackbirds or pioneers. Uh <laughs> It's a blackbird has now been power washed. It's been power washed. I have. It's never. Here's the case with every single example of power washing. It's never occurred to me when I look at a crow or any black bird. Nothing about black people has ever entered my mind. What about? It's a bird. A bird. Ever. Ever. It's
2: a bird. What about a, a, a blackboard? No, it never. It's, <laughs> it's a board on which you write with chalk. Right. right. <laughs> oh my word. Black hole. Wow. How are they going to do that one? Black hole, which we just witnessed. Are they going to have to talk to that? a guy about right. that?
1: But every time there's power washing, the power washers ruin life. And what else do they do? They eliminate a His truth. History, they yeah. Eliminate a truth. Uh, truth the, and the schools out in Oregon named Lynch. Oh yeah. It After a guy. Been, who donated the land for the schools. It never occurred to me that that would have implied some sort of uh, racist overtones. No. Uh, power. The term originates from the fellow in uh, Seattle, the city councilman who saw a worker literally using a power washer to clean the steps of City Hall and said, I have his name out there someplace, and said that that uh, was evocative of... uh, the hosing of uh, civil rights uh, activists in the '60s. That's no, he power washed a power washer. Yeah, every example
0: of power washing is ruinous because now I'll never look at a blackbird the same again. I saw one with a yellow head and white wing tips last weekend. What the hell kind of blackbird is that?
2: Uh, yellow
0: head, white wing tips. Council
2: member know. Larry Gossett.
5: Larry Gossett, there you go. former Black Panther, I believe.
2: Um, yes. Let's Chris. continue
5: to go down this path with this ridiculous uh, uh, notion. Well, th- we're gonna have to start going to songs then. Don't the Beatles have a famous song called "Blackbird"? Blackbird, Bird, fly yes, they do. I mean, that's where it's going to continue dark dark to go.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Do you think this? Do you think power washing is the result of a couple of things? Uh, one we're terribly spoiled, we're terribly wealthy, and we have too much time on our hands? Are there people
5: out there that literally are Boy, making I mean, this their their cause for living? Absolutely. To... Really? Absolutely. And I also think it's attention. Yes. They know that they're going to get attention from
0: you it. You said a marketing company came up with this scheme, so it wasn't actually somebody complaining or a group or the NAACP?
3: No, 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 any... no, no, no.
1: no. The, the uh, As I read this, the uh, president of the school uh, has decided that they're going to merge the two campuses. And the one campus, the Post campus had the name Pioneers for their athletic teams, and the Brooklyn campus had the name Blackbirds for their uh, team name, uh, but now with a merged school, they want one new name, and uh, defendants, defenders of the term uh, Blackbirds, which dates back to 1935, are saying, hey, wait a minute, school, we we, we want our name to be kept, and the uh, and the school uh, president, uh, that's it. That's what she said uh, as an offensive uh, Kimberly oh. Klein said, uh, "Blackbird's mascot would be ditched," and also said the school has heard that the blackbird is an offensive, racist mascot. Well, th- again, the academy has failed because people like her have no spine. They have right. no. They mm-hmm. have no ability to right. to ignore stupidity.
0: They have no cognitive brain function. Right.
2: Is this proactive? What well, is? To to. Uh, I think it is to 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 dismiss it. Before it's even,
0: I think it is, and I think we're going to be seeing more and more of that.
2: Yeah, We've gone proactive now. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Proactive power washing is what we're going to see.
1: I just find power washing so insidious. It it takes something completely innocent and turns it foul.
2: Yeah, I've never associated a blackbird with it slaves never or racism. Why would you? It's a bird, right?
1: Because you're thinking straight. What's wrong with these people? What was wrong with these people at Harvard that allowed the firing of the two attorneys? Mm-hmm. Because the kids were unsafe. Dershowitz had the right response. You don't even belong in school. Mm-hmm. That's the pushback. You get your sorry thing. ass out of here.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh-huh. Well. What's next? What is next? Well. Everything black is next. What would what be the next thing people are offended by or need to power wash? Uh... I don't know.
1: i got to tell you this. I'll tell you what's next. What's next? I'll tell you what's next. What's next? You want to know what's next? Yep. Uh, who's the city councilwoman I'm thinking of? Lisa Bender. Is she the one that didn't shovel her yes. sidewalk? Yes, yes it is. Seven citations, I believe. I she believe received. So. Well, she's very busy. Uh, I believe that she would be representative of the political mindset of the salon who are getting bolder and bolder and bolder. About the elimination of the automobile, uh, she wants. Oh no! She wants an ordinance that would prohibit new drive-through facilities to be built in Minneapolis. Yeah, I
0: read that. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Wait, wait, wait! What? what?
2: Food-based or car washes?
0: Anything or. If if
1: adapted by the city council, it would prevent the construction of new drive throughs for banks, drugstores, fast food restaurants, or any other facility which accommodates automobiles, and from which the occupants of the automobiles may make purchases or transact business. Drive throughs have been a frequent topic of concern for Minneapolis policymakers. Wow. Planning Commissioner Sam Rockwell, speaking of a proposed McDonald's drive through expansion last year, said that achieving city goals for reducing greenhouse gas emissions means that we need to stop investing in car infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Drive throughs are also known for contributing to dangerous car centric environments for people <laughs> on
0: foot. We didn't. Oh, I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm Hold uh,
2: back there,
1: bro. <laughs> We'll move uh, back, oh, let me just move
0: back. You know what? While you're moving back, the, the city council has also stopped allowing new car repair businesses in South Minneapolis, too, if you're a guy and you what? want you want to open up a shop, yeah. that's not going to happen.
1: You know, I'm reading this story from something called The Wedge. Right. Is that a neighborhood newspaper from yeah, the Wedge neighborhood? Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. Is, it's a, is it a liberal? Yeah. Uh, okay. they, they all are. Well, yeah. they had better facts, though, than any other story I could find.
0: <laughs> but it's the idling of the cars and the encouragement of cars and cars from other neighborhoods and cars, cars, cars.
2: Cars, and pedestrians and cars,
0: cars are evil. In 2016, plans for a new Walgreens on
1: a pedestrian-heavy stretch of Hennepin Avenue near Uptown prompted local outcry. And the strengthening of rules intended to promote safe, walkable environments... A pedestrian overlay expansion eventually banned drive throughs in that location, but it was too late to prevent Walgreens from building one. Rockwell, who is the city's most prominent foe of drive through banking and who recently became president of the Planning Commission, said this oh, about a plan for a new Wells Fargo drive through in 2015. We've got a Wells Fargo with many many drive-through lanes about a mile away at incidentally another very high frequency transit intersection right by Nicollet and Lake Street. So those desperate for a drive-through can scoot up Lake Street a little bit. Oh,
0: who wants to go over to that crappy neighborhood? According
1: to the planning department staff report, <laughs> while a prohibition on new drive-through facilities can be supported using existing uh, existing comprehensive plan policies, pending policies provide an even more explicit basis for adopting such a regulation. The soon-to-be-officially-adopted Minneapolis 2040 Comprehensive Plan includes language prohibiting the establishment of new drive throughs and gas stations. Yep. Yep.
0: When they will you, do whatever it takes to drive cars out of the city. I mean, we've seen it with bus lanes and bike lanes and yes, pedestrians you
5: and everything else. So instead of building one on on whatever site it is their their alternative is drive further away right thus putting on more miles releasing right. more toxins into the air right. because for instance if people with young kids the last thing you want to do is unbuckle three kids and then haul them into the bank right. and, and what you a sp-
0: lot of people don't realize there's a big difference in neighborhoods nicolet and lake street is vastly different than, Nick, uh, than Hennepin and Lake Street. One hundred percent. It's a whole different world. Let and me address. It's very
1: close. Let me address two things. I've said this before, but you haven't been paying attention during class at the University of Garage Logic. <laughs> thus, the creation of a scan bucket because we're going to take you to scan and tan.
5: No, I'm supporting S- your theory, not, not dismissing it. The uh,
1: the people in the salon are not taking families and children into any of their thinking. Never. They're, they're not yeah. taking it into consideration. No. And two, the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, the more you are seeing the behavior of the elected officials in these in the country's tallest buildings, preferring to tell others how to live than actually doing the work of maintaining a city.
0: Right.
1: The closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, the more likely you are to find cities with very near bankruptcy problems Chicago's individual taxpayer burden is 119 grand if if they had to retire the debt oh. each taxpayer in the city of Chicago would owe 119 grand what is happening is we keep electing the wrong people who view their role as behavioral scientists and they get into the salon and they' they're they're all of one mind they're mysterians. and they don't and, and in this particular instance the uh, tributary they've gone down Uh, is let's get rid of cars. And uh, they're also wanting to get rid of single-family homes, which they believe speaks to some sort of privilege. Mm -hmm. They want to get rid of...
2: well, even think about that. How much gas tax is involved already? They're shooting themselves in the foot by getting rid of the vehicles. They
0: don't be- see that.
2: They, they don't can't. See. They won't do. They refuse to do the math. They're what blind. It is.
1: Yeah. Remember yesterday, or was it the day before? We had a great windmilling uh, about the. Uh, is it the Kenilworth bike trail and another bike trail are going to be closed? Yeah. Yes. And now, uh, what we're getting uh, word of also is that literally thousands and thousands of trees would be cut down. I think it's in the Minneapolis paper today. It is. yeah. Uh, my point being, they're going to destroy one of the most unique urban environments in the country. Uh, I've been to virtually every city in this country, and there are not many areas in urban America that are as lovely as that Lake of the Isles uh, through the right? lakes region mm-hmm. with the forests and the trees and the birds and flowers, I'm sounding euphorian here, but euphorians, you euphorians and people who live in Liberal Lakes and Diversityville, you're having your environment
0: wiped out. Yeah. Wiped out that for this area same. around the east side and the north side of Cedar Lake. It's just gorgeous. It, it's gorgeous now, and it was even better before they put the bike trails that right. exist now. And when it was just abandoned scrubland, that's when it was really awesome.
5: And again, they're doing it to build something that there's very little demand for. But what's motivating it, what's compelling it is
1: the anti-automobile mindset. Mm-hmm. So they can justify it. Losing the trees. Yeah. They can justify closing the uh, trails to cyclists, pedestrians, joggers. They can all just... Because they they believe they believe that their end justifies the means. And the end they're trying to achieve, because we've elected the wrong people, the end they're trying to achieve is to uh, completely demonize the internal combustion engine.
2: But remember what you cited yesterday. I don't know if it was Kenny or you, Joe. Uh, the neighbor that realized... We're gonna have the sound of a train right. coming through the horn.
1: No, it the was lights. the
5: it was the lady on the Fox Nine report I saw where ding, she says ding, ding, I'm ding. used to the
1: birds and the, yeah. and the squirrels. Right. Well, you know what? She's I'm I'm on her side. As euphoric <laughs> as that sounds, well, I don't think you are. Well, for
2: different reasons, though.
3: <laughs>
0: yes. So this petition, they're asking them to delay plans to cut down uh, more than 1,000 trees along this uh, line until the federal funding for light rail is assured. That's right. The funding has not been secured. So
1: why go in and cut down the trees right
0: now? What if you don't get the funding? The Met Council is planning to apply for a $929 million grant from the Federal Transit Administration to help pay for the project later this year, but they have not even applied yet. They came for my car and I didn't say anything
1: because I didn't have a car. Exactly, it came from my motorcycle, and I spoke up because I have a hell of a relationship with Dennis Kirk. Huh?
2: That? <laughs> I didn't think oh, it was go that. going that way, but I'll, I find
1: that yeah. that was a right turn. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> well, some, I told you yesterday. Sometimes it's just easier to get around the urban environment on two wheels yeah, and, and motorcycles and scooters. denniskirk.com, dot a Minnesota company. They have more than one hundred and sixty thousand products in stock for you and your bike, and it doesn't make any difference what you ride. They've got you covered. You place an order by 8 o'clock today, you'll get it tomorrow. That's hard to believe, but that's the way DennisKirk.com does business. $89 order, ship free. They pay return shipping on helmet and apparel products. DennisKirk.com, order today and get it tomorrow.
0: You want an even better example of windmilling?
2: Keep going while you're hot. Oh, I'm
0: hot. You may as well kick me while I'm down. Bring it on.
2: <laughs> I'm hot. I'm hot. <clears throat>
1: The blue light in LED bulbs can damage the eye's retina and disturb natural (laughs) sleep rhythms. This is according to France's government-run health watchdog. New findings confirm earlier concerns that exposure to an intense and powerful LED light is phototoxic and can lead to irreversible loss of retinal cells and diminished sharpness of vision. The French Agency for Food, Environmental, and Occupational Health and Safety warned in a statement. The agency recommended in a 400-page report that the maximum limit for acute exposure be revised even if such levels are rarely met in home or work environments. The report distinguished between acute exposure of high-intensity LED light and chronic exposure to lower-intensity sources. While less dangerous, even chronic exposure can accelerate the aging of retinal tissue, contributing to a decline in visual visual acuity and certain degenerative diseases such as age-related macular degeneration, the agency concluded. Long-lasting, energy-efficient, and inexpensive light-emitting diode technology has gobbled up half the general lighting market in a decade. Why? Because the hysterians told you that if you change your light bulbs, they're... We'll, we'll save the Earth. We'll oh. save the Earth. Uh, LED uses only a fifth of the electricity needed for an incandescent bulb of
0: comparable, uh, comparable brightness. That's, that's why I love them right there. I don't. I've never I don't like switched. The, the my I don't like the
2: light. It's, it makes it sad, right? I
1: it's got a, enough vision problems. I ain't going to have my retinal cells start conking out on me because of an LED crummy bulb. So
0: what am I going to do? I've got, I'm working on a shop right now, 52 feet long, and I'm about to put in some really long runs, like... Uh, Fluorescents, like these two, things, uh, thirty-two foot. So sixty-four. I'm putting in a lot of lights, and I was going to do LED, and it's on a twelve-foot ceiling, so they're going to be way the hell up there. And I wanted to do it because of the savings I'm going to get to my, my yeah. power bill. Yeah. I, I have another question. Well, be, before you ask,
2: oh, oh,
1: yes, I'm Ellie, we can't avoid these things. We're all being exposed to this. They're used in
5: homes and streets, offices and industry. They're increasingly found in auto headlights and flashlights and toys. That's exactly where I was going. Because I've, and I mean, I'm already on thin ice on today's show with the scan bucket, but that's all right. (laughs) Um, I've noticed, because I do a lot of driving at night. Especially after great town baseball games. Oh, right. <laughs> I hate it when I come upon a car with the super bright, because I have light sensitivity with my eyes. Uh-huh. I absolutely hate it. Yeah, I'm glad you can see seven miles to, down the road, but I'm you need blind to now. Smoke less weed. Is the the that Advocacy what it is?
1: Yeah. for LED, which came from the salon, once again, didn't take children into consideration. Because the crystalline lens in their eyes are not fully formed. Children and adolescents are particularly susceptible to disruptions. Mm. Interfering with the body's circadian rhythm is also known to aggravate metabolic disorders such as diabetes, as well as cardiovascular disease and some forms of cancer. Okay, now there's a completely different take I could have on this story. And that is, this is all B as in B, S as in S. You're not going to lose your sight. Because some moron's got an LED bulb in his flashlight and he's prowling around your house. But no, I love it for the windmilling factor.
2: Right. That we were they, told this is the way we must go. Boom. We, this is exactly what we're This is the we way need. we must go.
0: I happen to believe we'll probably survive LED bulbs. Uh, $280 a month is the power bill up there. Okay, but I also. $280 a month.
2: Well, I, I think you're smart to use them because you will cheap? save money. Are
0: However, you me? That's outrageous. You go into town where a different power company is per... No, that's twice what... If I lived in town, if this building was in town, I'd pay half that because it's a different power company. I'm getting screwed. You've got to you know. turn some lights off at home. I, I, I spend my life turning <laughs> lights off. I, don't I, have, I have to go LED. And plus, my sight is bad already. I need the light. It's a big shop. I can't but the, see. The thing, I can't uh, see my you, welder. Come other, on. You know what it's like being on the floor in your shop working yep. on something, and you can't see it. And it's well, because of those cruddy incandescents. I
1: got some spotlights that are just
0: boom. They're.
2: But I dispute that they last as long as they do. That the the LED they, they, they oh they're gonna last forever. My neighbor I dispute put, that.
0: My neighbor put them in five years ago. Uh, he put eight of them in his garage. They're still going. R- Meanwhile, I go through twenty incandescents yeah. a, a year. Oh, I'm an LED. No, as well. I go through incandescents like candy. It's amazing. Some of them only last a month. Well, then you got lousy fixtures or something because that you shouldn't be doing that. That's that's got to be that's a reason. Yeah. It's got to be.
2: Yeah, yeah You yeah, know no, what no. they say though. You're always going to need light.
0: You're going to have to really? come up.
2: <laughs> I forget who.
1: That's a hell of a. You know, I never thought about <laughs> that. I, I forget
2: who it was. I they? Remember what. Is who was they? Uh, was not writer? Was Edison? Maybe it was Edison. <laughs> I thought it
0: was Water. Suit. <laughs> so, you're going to have to do a better job of convincing me because I'm sticking with the LEDs. I think it was
5: the general. It was uh, General Electric we've yeah. got he an amazing we've got an amazing
1: complete with audio he didn't hear it. Kenny report from the Krabby coffee shop coming up next
3: oh wow, really yeah Are you ready for a different point of view? Say, this is Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk. I'm here, as always, to answer your questions on stocks, bonds, mutual funds, what you should be doing with your retirement dollars. But, of course, you do have to give me a call at 952-925-5608. With much market volatility on the horizon, you're going to need some help. So give me a call at 952-925-5608. You always get straight talk, not sugar-coated advice from me. Mr. Money Talk Josh Arnold. I'm here to help you personally set your portfolio to deal with this upcoming volatility. So make a point to give me a call for a no cost, no obligation, 48 minute review at 952 925
0: 5608. Investment Advisor Services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. University of Garage Logic ninety eight College of Self
1: Esteem Zip nada Not nothing. Here's Joe Souchere. I want to do this for Sodi Cigar and Pipe before Kenny does his crabby coffee shop update because when you hear it, you're going to want a cigar tonight. You're also going to want a cocktail. You're going to want a nice chair just to sit there and uh, consider uh, your own life. I'm talking about Sodi Cigar and yeah. Pipe in Stillwater. You go out uh, Eastbound thirty six to the last light before you cross the bridge and you take a right on what Rook.
2: That a boy. <laughs> there you go. It's
1: right down the uh, right d- down there on your right. it just opened last week, the other grand opening. But here's the neatest part about Sodis. Not only is the uh, are the are the cigars the quality cigars, they're uh they they thought the whole thing out. When you go in to buy the cigar, the humidor is separate from the smoking lounge, which they've also created. So you go in there to get your cigars, maybe you I have a Fishing trip coming up, Father's a golf outing. Father's Day coming up. Father's Day is coming up, and uh, graduations. Yes. Okay, you're not going uh, to come out there smelling like you
0: were on fire.
2: So if you're a novice <laughs> and you maybe don't smoke cigars yourself, you won't come out smelling like smoke, but you'll come Guys, out with a fine cigar this, for your new graduate. This
0: is the perfect reason why the CI girl can go in there and yeah. buy her old man a box of stogies yes, that's and right. not come out of there smelling but, some CI girls smoke, and if you want
1: to, they created a smoking lounge separate from the storefront that's got the highest-tech ventilation system they could possibly develop. This is a fantastic concept. Uh, they, you know, We're talking Romeo and Juliet, Monte Cristo, H. Upman and more. Great specials in all brands, including box specials. All of the extras, too. Lighters, cigars, cutters. Uh, you can find out more at Sody Cigar and pipe.com. Maybe it's just sodicigar.com. Spell Sodi for me. It's S-O-D-I-E,
0: apostrophe S, Sodi cigar and pipe in Stillwater. I hope I'm not speaking out of turn when uh, a term of when I say, uh, if you're a CI girl that smokes cigars, please come out and see us at the fair. Yeah. You know, I don't think yeah. you are. We, we want to make sure. Hit the music. There
1: was a CI girl smoking a cigar hey, Friday at uh, the nice.
0: Grunhaw. Here's
3: Kenny with news from the crappy coffee shop. All right, there's many
0: versions of this story going around the internet. I'm opting for the BBC version simply because they have one phrase in here that I really want well, to get. Well, I went in. to the Omaha World Herald. Uh, a nebraska farmer has sawed off his own leg with a knife after becoming trapped in farming equipment kirk kaiser 63 years old was moving grain from one bin to another when he was pulled into an auger that's uh, for you city it's it's a tube with an interior shaped uh, screw inside it just augers grain uh, up to a higher level he was forced to cut off his lower leg with a knife, a pocket knife, and crawl to the nearest phone for help. May I may I contribute as you go along? Uh, this farmer spent... Wait till I get my line, and then you can have the story. What's no, <laughs> your story? <laughs> this, the farmer spent weeks in the hospital and re, uh, doing rehabilitation before returning home to uh, the uh, his home near Pender. It's near the Iowa border. I didn't have any other choice, Mr. Kayser told ABC News. Uh, the farmer, he was working alone... He's got a 1,500-acre farm, April 19th, when the accident occurred. Unable to find his phone and call for help, Mr. Kayser watched as the machine tore his foot off and mangled his lower leg as it pulled him further inside. That's what I was going to tell you so I don't need to. It was sucking. He was he was going after Kurt. And he had to make a decision. He felt like he was going to pass out, so he decided to cut his leg off. He took out his knife and cut off what remained of his limb befl- below the knee. Now, my question was was. And when I, re- I heard about this last night, I said, what about the bone? You can't cut through the bone with a pocket knife. The and This is his quote. Brace yourselves. This is not going to be good. Getting... The bone stuck out down to my ankle. That's what I was hanging on to as I was trying to get myself out. Mm-hmm. Think about that. We, uh, He's I think hanging
2: we're... on to the bone of his ankle trying to... Yank himself out. Cut it out of there.
0: In other other words, Kenny, he didn't cut through the bone. No, because it was already mangled, and that's what he was holding on to, his bare leg bone sticking out. I believe we're going to hear from this fellow. Once free, he crawled hundreds of feet to the nearest phone in his house. Lesson learned there. Always have your cell phone in your pocket. And I love this. This means that this is my people. He called his son, who picked him up and drove him into town. Yeah! Wow. There's no 911 for this guy. He's not paying the ambulance fee. He's calling his kid. we got to hear this audio, Chris. I'm
4: loading corn and into a bin. We're moving corn and taking from one place to the other. And-
6: 63-year-old Kurt Kayser has been a grain farmer for more than 40 years, but it was one simple mistake that could have cost his life.
4: If I could have got by that first load, unloading, I think I'd have thought of it or seen it. But I was in that routine like I always used to do. And I I just, I didn't think of it.
6: He says he stepped out of his truck, turned around the corner.
4: Stepped in the hopper in that little hole. It just sucked my leg in and, and I was trying to pull it out and it kept pulling.
6: And there was no one around to help.
4: When it first happened, I can remember telling myself, this ain't good. (laughs) This is not good at all
6: Kayser couldn't find a cell phone to call anyone His desperation growing
4: I I thought, how long am I going to stay conscious here? Mm -hmm. You know, because I I didn't know what to expect And then I felt it jerk me again I thought, well, I was going in
6: They're
4: going to grab me and pull me in further And he was
6: left with just one option
4: When I had my pocket knife in my pocket I thought, the only way I'm getting out of here is cut it off So I just started sawing on it He amputated his own (laughs)
6: leg
4: When I was cutting it the nerve endings I could feel them just ping went every time I when I'd start sawing around that pipe wow. and all at once it went and let me go so yeah, no, I, I got the not. heck out of there
6: he then army crawled hundred and fifty feet across the farm to the nearest phone to call for help
4: I stayed conscious all the way to the hospital I remember I'm being being unloaded up here and on life flight so this is
6: really challenging.
4: Oh, you've got more. Well,
6: yeah. They're- Going through therapy at Madonna Rehabilitation Center in Lincoln. He pretty much told me his goal was I need to get home and get back to what I was doing before. And his boy. main goal is farming.
4: Yeah, is the front wheels don't turn, the back wheels do.
6: Despite what happened, Kaiser's occupational therapist, Danny Willie, says pretty- his attitude has been extremely positive.
4: I ain't too bad.
6: Pretty nonchalant about everything that actually happened, like it was no big deal. It know?
4: is what it is. Yeah. Make the best of it, is all you can do. I mean. Wow. It always been worse can you imagine uh, why did he not bleed out?
1: Yeah, that but, was my question, yeah and See, that's not reporting covered. isn't what it used to be, even the Omaha paper didn't have it did he Did he tourniquet
5: himself somehow? Because I was wondering that, and the other thing, how did shock not set in right? because he, he had tough. to have been in so, well but he had to have been in so much pain that it th- would have just think, taken over his I body i think the
0: o- adrenaline
5: probably just overrode yeah, the point. pain uh,
0: but you guys think he's being unsafe is safe, and he was kind of being unsafe this hopper that he put his foot in normally has a cover over it right. so you can't uh, put your foot in it uh something broke on his hopper a few months ago or so he fixed it and he neglected to put the cover back on
1: okay wow here mr farm
0: boy what was um, he in an auger? Uh, he, Could it have eaten his whole body? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It would have sucked him up and at least taken his leg up uh, uh, off right at the hip.
5: Oh my god! So
0: he well, and well, maybe a swimsuit. Already. We
5: have the story once a year. Some farm out in the middle of you know rural Minnesota where a farmer gets sucked in.
0: But how about that? Not complaining at all. As a matter of fact, one of the stories uh, I read, he looked around the
5: hospital and realized, you know what? I don't have it so bad after all. When I bet part of it too, Kenny, and I I don't want to speak for him, but he, he knows it was his fault. Yeah. It wasn't anybody else's fault. Yeah, but how about calling your kid instead of calling 911? (laughs) But (laughs) his kid is uh, in
1: the
0: rescue business. His kid's a.
2: Oh. Oh, well, then
0: it makes all the sense in the world.
2: You remember John Thompson when he got his arms ripped off? Yeah. 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 And what he dialed it with his nose, but then went into the bathtub so he didn't. Because he was worried about his mom. Yes, he didn't want to bleed on the carpet.
0: (laughs) My number one thought when I read this uh, and heard about it last night. I need to sharpen my pocket knife right now.
2: <laughs> you know, you, you jokingly handed that to me while we we're doing this, yeah. and I, I I think I just would have sat there and cried out. Here's can, another
1: uh, quote from this fellow, Curtis Kaiser. Everyone asked me why I'm so calm about the situation, and the truth is when I was in Madonna, the rehabilitation hospital, I saw so many people who will probably never be able to walk again, and I know I will be able to walk mildly normal. Yeah. I'm fortunate. His wife said they are now adjusting to the new lifestyle, and within time they know everything will be back to normal. Once his leg is finished healing, he'll be fitted for a prosthetic, and uh, he'll be uh, back to
0: farming in no time. It's an amazing story. What but a great attitude! That's though. that's a that's an American right there. That's a true. And I hearty. love the fact
1: that he said he had his pocket knife. In his pocket. Yeah. <laughs> Where else are you going to keep it there, Curtis? Good thing he had it, huh? Well, he could have
0: had it on his belt. And, wow. you know, it, it, I'd like to at least practice. Before cutting my leg off, can I just try my finger first? See, oh, how, see how that yeah, goes. Right,
5: right. Yeah, <laughs> I want to make sure I'm,
0: oh, oh, I'm sharp with that. I don't want to get it wrong. <laughs> okay. Can we take you a break know, and come back with an
1: email segment, oh, please? Okay. let's do that. Yeah.
0: A beautiful lawn is a super quick click away at com From their very first visit, for your free, no obligation estimate, to the last of autumn, you will have serious lawn pride. The best on the block. Things are greening up nicely around Gumption County right now. That means one thing, dandelions. Unless you're already a ProfessionalTurf.com customer, then you don't have any dandelions or any other weeds, and all you have to do is click, click on it right now. ProfessionalTurf.com.
3: Truth, justice, and the sushiray.
0: And this portion of Garage Logic presented by ProfessionalTurf.com.
1: Frequent uh, contributor Downing is a great point. I agree with comments made Tuesday about the schools creating divisions among kids who are all just kids. My own kids grew up in the city, seeing kids with varying skin tones and watching PBS Kids shows with kids of all colors. They never once asked me why other people look different from them. Diversity was a fact. Right. It was all they knew. Then they went to public school and they started getting the diversity message, which was, even though you're different, if you work at it, you can still get along. And they went, huh? They never thought they shouldn't get along. Uh, It's as though the school wants to create a problem just so they can solve it. And also regarding those diversity sashes. Can all students have those stoles? Could there be one with a cross for students whose Christian identity is important to them? Ooh. A stars and stripes stole for someone proud to be an American? A stole for polygamists, for heterosexuals? How about someone who strongly identifies as Swedish American or German American? Do they get a stole of their own? If this is an option, it should be an option for all. And he also adds that he didn't snub me on Friday. Oh. He said, my schedule required me to leave shortly before noon, and you must have still been making uh, in makeup or doing prep in the green room when I had to leave. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm, glad, <laughs> I'm glad I uh, stopped, though, because I got to see Rook, meet John, Kenny, Reavers, uh, and uh, uh, who did I miss? Rook, John, Kenny, Reavers, and I also enjoyed meeting the cartoonist. Uh, the world's great uh, Greg Holcomb. Uh, Two new cartoons from Holcomb today, by the way. Really? Are you aware of that?
2: No, Uh, I'm going to go to garagelogic.com. I'm going to click on the features page, the drop down to GL Comics, and I'll check it out. And uh,
1: the Downing notes, I did not leave empty-handed. I thoroughly enjoyed a variety of meat sticks and the blue cheese, green olive brats made at home with me. They are delicious. He's referring, of course, to Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo, the north end of Hugo, just east of uh, Highway 61, right on 61. 130 different flavors of brats. You know the grilling season is heating up now. You can have your own grilling tournaments and brackets. Also, uh... Chicken brats and the, what do you like? You uh, like the, the chicken sticks the and the beef sticks the, yeah.
2: and the sweet and heat beef jerky. Steaks. Try it, you'll be hooked. Steaks,
1: hamburger, bacon, cut to whatever thickness you like. The mm-hmm. rookie burger has been a very popular, very popular, very
5: popular selection. Popular. And, uh, well, you r-
2: might like, you might, I mean, listen, uh, double Reavers smoke was, ham. Reavers was talking about the chicken breasts. They're
5: uh, unbelievable. the size of Nerf football.
2: So go buy, here's what I want you to do I want you to go buy the jumbo ch- uh, chicken breasts at Grunhofer's. Get your crock pot out, crock pot out. Pour in a can of beer and some Lipton onion soup mix, and you will That's have shredded chicken That's, sandwich. Ooh, it's Matthew, pull apart chicken. Here's what Delicious. I'm going to do.
0: I'm going to buy the double-smoked ham. I'm going to open it up in the truck, and it's going to
2: be gone by the time know, I, I get I, home. I, I pray to God I don't drive by you. This is That's grilling season.
1: About. Bring the flavor of Grunhoffers to your next event. Grunhofer'sMeatMarket.com Is he eating that with a spoon?
2: <laughs> well, remember when 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 he when they dropped off a, a sample of the double-smoked oh. ham? And he did. He showed a picture of He peeled back the plastic and just started popping it in his mouth. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
1: Good morning, Joe. I'm a bit disappointed that you have not figured out what to do with the plastic bags from your newspaper carriers. I am a paper carrier. I do use a few plastic bags only because I'm a rural carrier and put them in paper tubes next to the mailboxes. But even with the few that I use, I would appreciate getting them back. So I advise you to put them inside of, put them as, what? So I advise you to put them inside one of them. Oh, I see. Possibly let your carrier know that every other week, once a month, you know whatever works for you and your carrier, that you will have them available for them. Top fan, Jackie Lewis from Grand Rapids,
0: Minnesota. Loving the podcast. Keep up the great work. So she I never must have, of that. She must have a tube for the, the, the paper, right? Give them
2: to the paper guy.
0: Yeah. That's brilliant.
2: That's, yeah, but
0: a, that's how it should be.
2: Isn't that distinct from a, uh, a, a tubular orange bag versus a You know, a a Lunds bag or a Walmart bag.
0: Uh, It is, but it's a great way to recycle the newspaper bags. True. Get those out of your life.
1: Hello to the rookie. Brian from Duluth here. We chatted briefly at Grunhofer's last Friday, and I also had a moment to speak with uh, Joe and Kenny. I want to thank you guys so much for the opportunity to participate in a remote. It was an absolute pleasure. These people are too kind to us. I just have to tell you, I've been dealing with some health issues for quite a while, and tomorrow morning... Uh, Tuesday, I'm undergoing my third eye surgery within the past few months. He's probably got LED lights. And we'll be having a fourth, probably a couple more, and we'll be looking forward to listening while recovering from this procedure. Uh, Well, you're very kind, sir, and good luck. Absolutely, good luck. I've enjoyed Garage Logic for more years, and I like to think about. Thank you again for all you do and everything you provide to your listeners and supporters. I know for myself, I never miss a chance to let somebody know about your show and how to listen to it. Uh, P.S. On Saturday, I prepared rookies uh, patties that I bought at Grunhoffers and enjoyed them thoroughly with my parents. I look forward to listening to your coming shows while recovering from my
5: latest procedure. Thanks I again. This is. Uh, with him.
1: This is uh, Brian from Duluth. Yes,
5: you in the back. I know we normally don't share Facebook comments on this show, but I th- found one that I, that humored me a bit. This is from Randall uh, commenting on yesterday's posting of yesterday's show. Joe, quote, Americans have the most expensive urine in the country, end quote. I think you mean the world. What did I say? Americans oh. have the most expensive urine in the country. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think I meant the word. Yeah, I think you did too.
5: But none of us caught it, so
0: Randall did. (laughs) You touched on something with that last letter. Uh, You mentioned these GLers are so nice. Yes. Uh, GLers. Why, they're GLers? uh, I don't deserve to be treated. No, you it's shouldn't. Not, be a no. nice, like yeah, me. Right, you, you need please. to observe the way the, the idiots that I work with look at the, how they treat me. That's how I deserve right. to be treated. Please <laughs> the, mocked and ridiculed. The being nice to me makes me really uncomfortable.
2: <laughs> Could you just it throw is, an it in? It just, just can be off.
0: Just toss an insult in there to make me feel okay. <laughs> he
2: hates his life already, and that just that just cheers him up. We want him to be uh, to be negative.
0: Uh, Dave,
1: it. one of the guy writes. I was amused to hear that St. Paul and Mogadishu are sister cities. After all, they are nothing alike. Mogadishu has bombed out streets, a terrible economy, a socialist government, and oh. armed gangs everywhere. St. Paul, on the other hand, has oh, never yeah. mind.
0: <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. oh. <laughs> really, timing is I, everything. No, isn't that it? was my fault. Really, he didn't have an upset. I didn't have it
5: okay. up. That was my fault. <sighs> Let's do it again yeah. so it's correct. There we go. There <laughs> we go. Yeah. Brian writes...
1: I was amused... No, it's Dave. Dave. (laughs) I was amused to hear that St. Paul and Mogadishu are sister cities. After all, they are nothing alike. Mogadishu has bombed out streets, a terrible economy, a socialist government, and armed gangs everywhere. St. Paul, on the other hand, has... Never mind...
2: One more time. <laughs> Let's do it one more time. I think I was a little, I think I was a little delayed on that. I was, I was over eager. I was waiting. That, that, is, is he done? Okay, here we go. All right, now get it right. Okay.
1: Okay. I was amused to hear that. St. Dave, Paul, Dave this writes. This is Dave, one of the guy. I was amused to hear that St. Paul. And Mogadishu are sister cities. Mm -hmm. After all, they are nothing alike. Mogadishu has bombed-out streets, a terrible economy, a socialist government, and armed gangs everywhere. St. Paul, on the other hand, has—never mind.
2: Huh? (laughs) Whoops! No wonder you're. I don't think she got it, Betty. Did you get it? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. You, you live in you a think house. think it's a good idea for trust to try it again?
3: <laughs> well, I think it's a good idea. You
2: live I'm in a house
0: divided with an independently wealthy woman who refuses to share money with you, and then you come in to work with these guys. Mm-hmm. No wonder you are who oh, you
2: are. A lot are. of people like the job. <laughs> okay, well, hang
0: on. <laughs> Which, uh, That's okay. not
1: the Where do the Texas Rangers play? Is it called Global Life? Global Life. Park, I believe Boo! it's called. Carol Joy uh, uh, writes, howdy, love the podcast. I, I was at Global Life Field for a Rangers game on May 5, and they played Kate Smith version of God Bless America. And then she has a question. To count towards your cylinder index, does the car need to be running or the motor have to be in the car? Oh. No. This is a no. good review. This no. is a good review. And, Carol, you know, your your cylinder index isn't limited to your car. It's, it's lawnmowers and weed whips and snowblower and whatever other Outboards, toys you have.
2: Inboards.
4: But, no,
1: your car does not. I think she means, do I have to be driving down the road <laughs> for my cylinder <laughs> index Sharing to count? Sauce. No. And you can have a motor on the shelf in the garage if it's got cylinders
5: in Generators, it. That's part of your cylinder uh, motorcycle, side
0: by side, ATV. We got it,
5: Kenny. Submarine. By the way, uh, you know the uh, the bit of uh, oh, I'm sorry. Did We're... I mention lawnmower? Did I mention? <laughs> I got to know Globe Life Park in Arlington. By the way, built in 1999. Okay, they're building a new ballpark. And they're playing in it next year. Really? This is the final season of the Rangers. What did they do wrong with the one they built in 99? Not enough suites or something or other. Because Arizona, I was down in Phoenix. They're doing the same thing in Arizona. They want a new ballpark there. And that thing opened in 2000. How'd Miami draw last night? Wow. There were photos I showed Joe. Miami was playing In one of the niftiest ballparks in the country. And it's only three years old. It's fairly new. There were about six people in that ballpark last night. And, And Joe said it, baseball's in trouble. They're eating itself. I mean, yeah. Don't get me so, started. So, uh, th-
0: Boston and Chicago; those are the last two old ones,
5: right? Are there? Yeah. uh let me think, Joe. You could. Well, Kansas City's is seventy six. the oldest, the oldest stadium still. Brewers? The
1: oldest wow. stadium still being used are. Uh, Wrigley, Wrigley Field, Fenway Park. Fenway Park.
0: What about uh, that? Anything
1: else you'd have to consider the modern era, oh. even though Dodger Stadium was. 1960 60
5: Brewers. Yeah. 2001. That's, that's
1: virtually new.
5: Uh, but Kansas City's was
1: 77. Yeah, but I'm saying, yeah. with the exception of Wrigley and Fenway, most everything else is in the modern era. Yeah, it is. As the Yankee Stadium was rebuilt. Including that beautiful
5: so, park in Tampa. Why mm-hmm. do you say baseball's in trouble? What, a lot your, of things. Uh, they're not drawing well. They're not drawing well. Kids aren't watching it. I, My 7-year-old will sit and watch maybe a, a batter or two, and then he gets bored. Because the, the pace of play is so, is so I don't want to
1: talk about this. Okay, uh, Sorry. Oh. and I have a, I have a story. I, I hesitate to do. It's, the, it's the decline of moral and ethical integrity. But I guess we can do it when we come back, because we, we know that waiting in the wings tomorrow is positive Thursday.
0: <laughs> Finally, you got it on time. Okay. Towsley is inviting you to stop by on Saturday, May 18th for the annual open house with games and prizes, demo rides, food, and a whole lot more. It's going to be a great day for the family with fun for all ages. Towsley's proud to be the go-to motorsport shop in the greater White Bear Lake area, and they'd love to show you all of the exciting vehicles they have lined up for summer. Stop into Towsley Motorsports in White Bear Lake on Saturday, May 18th for the Texas barbecue and get great deals on great machines. Towsley Motorsports carries a vast selection of new and pre-owned ATVs, side-by-side snowmobiles, motorcycles, scooters, and personal watercraft. <laughs> this
1: guy wears many hats,
2: just not indoors. Joe Suchere.
1: Not only are uh, GLers, Hale Fellows, and women well met, they're uh, charitable uh, in the sense that they're always going to be getting involved with their own school or youth groups. That's why I want them to get in touch with Big Time Sports Auctions. They provide sports and entertainment memorabilia for silent auctions. It's a great way to have a charitable evening. They put together a customized package for your event, and here's the best part: you don't spend a thing.
2: Yeah, big, if you're in charge of that division, yeah. sorry to interrupt you, but yeah. I've done this. I before. know you have. All you don't have to do anything, but you get the credit. oh well, that's, that's all right. You up get you, is the credit. That's right up your alley. That's right <laughs> up my alley.
0: That's what these guys do. Big, are time, so spot big on. time
1: sports <laughs> keeps a portion of the proceeds, yeah. and your organization keeps the rest. You don't lift a finger. They'll put together the package, whether it's Vikings, Twins, Wild, Packers, whatever you want, whatever makes sense. They bring the items to your event. They set everything up. They provide the bid sheets. Then they pick up the unsold items after the event. You don't do a thing except like Rook would do, take credit for a great event. Yeah. Big time sports auctions works with all kinds of groups and fundraising events. Let your imagination run wild here. This is the way to go. Booster clubs, churches, schools, nonprofits, rotary clubs, golf tournaments. They can help you with your next event. Go to btsauctions.com. That's btsauctions with an S.com.
0: You're not going to bring me down here. I think you? I have to.
1: Reeves, Reeves. No, Reavers, you and I were talking about this dreadful story. Oh, this one. Fun. Authorities in Las Vegas released disturbing video of a man who later died after being violently pushed out of the door of a stopped bus by an agitated woman who is now facing a murder charge. The victim identified as 74-year-old Serge Fournier. Initially survived his March fall in downtown Vegas, but died from his injuries at a hospital on April 23rd, according to the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department. In video of the confrontation, a female suspect can be seen placing both of her hands on Fournier's back and shoving him out of the bus which is parked near Fremont and 13th Street. Wow. Fournier, who was holding on to what appears to be a walker, then falls from the what? vehicle and lands on his head. What? Witnesses told officers the woman, later identified as 24, 25 year old Kadisha Bishop, yeah, had been go. argumentative with people inside the bus ahead of the incident. Fournier allegedly told Bishop to be nicer to the passengers as he passed her in the aisle. This is according to the Las Vegas Review Journal. After she pushed Fournier from the bus, she took her son's hand and walked away without offering him any help. Police said Fournier initially denied medical assistance at the scene, but later went to the hospital. According to the Clark County coroner, he died from complications of blunt force torso injuries, and his death was ruled a homicide. Las Vegas Metropolitan Police found Bishop and arrested her without incident. She was jailed at the Clark County Detention Center on account of murder of an elderly or vulnerable person with a $100,000 bail. Detectives, I just watched
2: the video of it. It is it's, haunting. It's
1: unspeakable. Detectives would like to speak to anyone present during the incident on March 21st, 2019, in which an elderly male was pushed from a bus near Fremont and 13th Street around 5 p.m., authorities said late yesterday. That's
0: right in downtown Vegas. Yeah. 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 You could probably picture it. You've been uh, downtown yep, before.
2: Yep, 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 yep. <sighs> wow. <laughs> they they exchange some words, as Joe said, and then she's kind of shooing him off the bus, and he gets by, and she just pushes him down. Well,
5: and the only reason Jeez. that he was even near her is he was trying to get his walker out from behind where the bus driver was sitting. Right. right. That was right. the only reason why he was up there in the first place, and all he said was. Be nice. Mm-hmm. Has she been, uh, is she mentally ill? Does she have no. a history of no, she health sounds like health doing problems? No, like she's like she's She's ready a to kick everybody's angry. butt. Yeah, just she's a word angry we can't say. Yes, she is. But here's my hope. I hate to close on that note. It's, I do too, but here's my hope is that this judge doesn't go soft on her because she's a mom, probably a single mother.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't you like can't, the kids' can't, chances. Uh, you can't. I don't like
5: the kids' chances. I don't either, but. Mike, my, my, my God, she murdered this poor guy. Mm-hmm.
0: We're not closing on that. There's no way I'm walking out of here and thinking about that until next, what, you're going you to be going on, back
1: to the farm? Not until
0: hey? next Tuesday. Smelt yeah. fry? Minnesota, one of the best states in the U.S. According to whom? This uh, survey is uh, by U.S. News and World Report. I consider them legit. Yeah. Uh, We came, the land of lakes, came in number three. The survey ranks states based on 70 metrics, including education, health care, the economy, public safety, roads, and the fiscal health of the state's government, as well as the opportunity it affords its residents. Washington, number one, followed by New Hampshire, then Minnesota, Utah, and Vermont. We rock. Are they aware of winter? uh no mention of winter there our median household income is 68 grand uh, the national average is 60 so that puts the state poverty level at 9.5% compared to 13.4 nationally Minnesota is awesome. You can hear in the background Joe putting his papers away. <laughs> got them all
5: stacked there, Joey. Uh,
0: a rat's ass. This man does not give. He's already preparing for tomorrow's, right, tomorrow's positive bro. Thursday.
2: All right, I'm, I'm going to go out to food items since we got a minute here. Um ice cream shop you know we have we have as much time as you want right you're,
0: right. you're just leaving I'm leaving well we have no interest in working <laughs> beyond
2: how about this though? I want to know if Joe would try this looks like pregnant women were right all along pickles and ice cream make a great combo no. a cafe in Festus Missouri started serving up the unusual pickle split Sunday swapping out the banana for a dill pickle spear in April it was just something fun it looked pretty and now it has gone viral
0: <laughs> there's the answer yes, the
2: sweet and salty fear
0: the of that ridiculous story is held in the name of the town Festus Missouri Festus yeah.
2: Missouri Missouri,
0: Missouri?
4: <laughs> I don't you think want to try so the
2: Pickle Spear you give yourself a uh, drum uh... that's a you're saying that's a no y'all from Festus and want a pickle spear
5: There he goes Yeah I think Joe's gone He's leaving Oh his we'll headphones
2: his pencil still there so he's technically not gone All right uh, garage logicians thank you for tuning in to the garage logic podcast and, yeah, the music's here. The music's here. I was just a little slow putting away some of my uh, papers. What? GarageLogic.com is where you can find, as Joe mentioned, the Greg Holcomb, the latest cartoon creations from Greg Holcomb. And man, is he spot on. Go to GarageLogic.com. You can already hear him Click mutter. On. It's the post show muttering. It <laughs> features drop down, and you'll see GL Comics right there, as lo- as well as what's on Joe's. Uh, bookshelf and author's corner Do what now? back episodes of garage logic we want you to be all caught up and once you are caught up that reminds me kenny don't forget about table talk <laughs> on uh table talk with rookies family listed on podcast okay. one under kids and family currently number 69 in the country on your kids and family table Talk with rookies family check it out garage logic podcast version we'll catch you next time